0: If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the UK Property Market Stat Show, is for you. My name is Chris Watkin, and each week I have a special guest this week. Returning is Ian White. We'll come to Ian in a second. The UK Property Market Stat Show shows you what's happening in the property market in the UK right here, right now. We're looking at the number of properties that are coming on the market, the number of properties that are being reduced. The number of lists, the number of sales and fall throughs. Why is that important? Well, the vast majority of uh, indexes that are out there are measuring the property market from three, six, or even nine months ago. But by us looking at the property market right here, right now, we can judge what's going to happen to those metrics, pardon me, um, three, six months' time. We can judge where the property market's going to go, and therefore you can make judgments from that. Today, I'm joined by Ian White. Ian is a regular to the show and his insight is truly fantastic. He's an ex-director from Romans and what he doesn't know about estate agency isn't worth knowing. He's a guru, one-man guru to um, one-man band and one-woman estate agents, all the way up to some of the biggest regional chains out there. Uh, Ian, thanks for joining us today on week 47 of the UK Property Market Stat Show. Good morning, Chris. Uh, thank you for having me on again. You always give great value and we get great feedback from you. So it's always a pleasure to get you back, mate. So uh, we're dealing with week 47. Um, just so you're aware, we didn't have a show last week because I was away. So th- we're looking at both weeks 46 and week 47. Week 47 is Monday, the 20th of November, all the way through until Sunday the 26th of November inclusive. So Ian, um, we'll dive in in a second. For anyone who has not watched the show before, the, the show is in a number of sections. The first main section looks at the national stats. We'll then just briefly have a look at the regional stuff, which you'll be able to read uh, download yourself um, afterwards. And then finally, we end up on a town or a city, and we focus on that town's property market, going really deep dive. And this week, we're going to the town of Mansfield in Nottinghamshire, and we'll be looking at all the estate agents in there and looking at how each agent is performing um, and might be of interest to the agents in, in the surrounding area. So Ian, let us dive in and have a look. So this week, um, as always, I'll just uh, just briefly go through the numbers, and then we'll get Ian to comment on this accordingly. So this week we have put onto the market twenty four thousand two hundred and sixty nine properties. The week before, twenty five thousand. The running 2023 third twenty three average is thirty one thousand nine hundred. So you would expect that there would be a little bit of um, a little bit of. Um, Ease off on that because we are in late November um, and we go um, year to date and you can see that the pink line is what listings are doing and you can see that we are tracking very, very similar to what happened in 17, 18 or 19. Year to date, the number of listings is just under one and a half million. The average price of a property coming on the market is 385 and as I said, 24,269. Which is very, very comparable to the weeks that we've had, apart from that strange year of 2020. So, Ian, thoughts on listings, mate?
1: Uh, I mean, I think generally speaking, uh, you know, apart from the obvious seasonal slowdown, I I, I think we've been in a period where instructions have been a little easier to come by. I think, I think property's coming to the market, um, and the choice available to purchasers has increased. I think, I think that bodes well for us. but but, but i think i think it sets the industry fair if they can you know get the stock in get it correctly marketed get it launched get it correctly priced i I think i think january february march are set to be pretty pretty decent because it is all about setting up 2024 now isn't it in reality anything you sell now is going to be a 24 invoice um so uh so it's pretty much steady as she goes i i if you'd have asked me i i thought that we were, christmas would come earlier and i thought that the i i thought that it might be quite a steep uh decline curve uh, in terms of listings etc i thought the market would shut down a little bit earlier but it doesn't actually seem to have done that really um so i think that's positive I, you know i can i can only see positive signs in the numbers um so I, would, you know, as an estate agent, I'd be very optimistic about the first quarter of twenty twenty four, which sounds bizarre. Twenty twenty four, where did that come from? But anyway, twenty twenty four, the first quarter of twenty twenty four, I think is
0: shaping up to be quite positive. Interestingly, the the average price of a property coming on the market has been slipping tremendously. Um, you know, we, 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 this is the year figure, and the yellow line is the average price of a property coming onto the market. And the pink line is the average price of a property sale agreed. That doesn't mean that there is a drop that, that every property drops that amount when it sells. It just means that the lower price properties have a higher propensity to sell, which means that that's gonna drag the average down. The magic here is the gap between the two. And you can see here, and we noticed this back in the autumn, if you go and look at some of the other older shows, that there was an awful lot of properties that came on the market in London And that really did not screw but really affect the average and bump that up but interestingly see here look at this drop here ian in the last couple of weeks in the average price just to give you an idea the average price of a property coming on the market this year has been 430 but this week 387 week before 403 and the week before 414 and 415 and 413 so this Gap is getting getting tighter which means that the average price difference at the, this week is nine percent which is lower than the national average of around 16 or 17 percent f- for the for the last seven years so that will be an interesting trend to, to keep an eye on anything else I, you- uh, on this well, go I th- I, th- I think I think some of the explanation
1: in that is 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 the cost of the the real cost of borrowing has been has been coming down. I know the headline rate has remained stagnant or or has been going up, but remained stagnant in very recent uh, weeks and months. But the actual cost of anybody looking to do a remortgage has been lowering. And a lot of those larger properties were coming on the market because because of what was going to happen when they came off their fixed rate. Now, now that danger is decreasing. because the fixed rate product they can get today. I mean, we were touching 8% not not that long ago. You can pick up a fixed rate mortgage now for just over four. So a lot of those people that were being pushed to sell the larger properties are are now able to exercise a decision to wait or actually hang on in there. So um, I also think that estate agents have probably targeted their efforts for marketing at the lower end because they're they're the properties that still churn. So I I think it's a, a structural situation um, I still think we will see a flux of properties coming on the market in that family space, that sort of middle middle market where the prices will creep back up in the new year, because you know, I, I, I work with enough agents to know that they've got an awful lot of properties launching in the new year that can't be seen on these figures. And I know that those properties are largely made up of quite decent, what I would call mid-market family stock. Um, now, of course, my clients don't make up enough to affect the national picture, but I, I suspect that picture is being replicated
0: across others. I can't see why it'd be any different. But, Ian, um, whilst we, whilst talking of insight, now I'm sure this won't happen with your clients because you'll be dealing with top you know top agents. But I'm hearing stories, an awful lot of stories, of agents who are, you know, let's be honest, like the market is slowing up and um This is an ideal opportunity to go and pick the low hanging fruit of other properties that have been on the market with other agents, say the other agents overvalued it and they're coming to the end of their 12 or 16 week contract. So you would say that the sort of marketing techniques of getting secondhand stock should be really, you should be ramping that up. But I'm hearing a lot of agents are actually reducing their marketing to try and get other properties uh, because they're running out of money. Is that a wise thing to do? I think in
1: some cases it's needs must. Wise would be the wrong choice of words for me. I mean, I think, I think um, you know, the skill of a business leader is knowing when to accelerate, when to put the brake on, on on, on which avenues. The, the one thing that they mustn't do is, is take the heat away from the things that they can do free of charge because you can hustle for free. You know, you don't need, um, but if you can afford it, one of the last areas that I would be looking to cut would be my, marketing budget unless i can see no return from it if you know if i'm doing something i would then consult with someone like yourself and say okay i I, you know intrinsically it would feel wrong and certainly in roman's world you know whenever the market struggled we actually tended to spend more on marketing and hustle harder because we knew the competition were doing less which meant our pound and our energy was it's like a six pointer at the bottom of the league table you know if, if, if you you know, so you, you, you've got to get your strategy right, but clearly you can't write checks and sign contracts that you can't afford. You know, so there is a, you know, there is a balance between sensible uh, estate agency. But if you are having to make cuts that you intrinsically know are a bad business strategy, it's probably because your fee proposition is too low as well. So there's the whole thing becomes a bit of a circle of, OK, well, if you can't afford to market yourself, then, you you're not going to win instructions if you don't win instructions you can't afford to market yourself and it's a, it's an imploding circle um but of course marketing yourself with content and stuff that doesn't work is, is is a waste of money but the one thing you can do you know is you can phone you can hit the streets you can network you can go to events you can you can be visible in your communities um pretty much free of charge but um no, I wouldn't be cutting my my marketing budget
0: unless literally I had no choice. Thank you very much for the insight. Let's get back and let's have a look at the next set of slides. And we're looking at average um the price changes this week. We are on seven fifteen thousand two hundred this week. Last week seventeen three, the week before nineteen. So again, the number of price reductions is reducing. But interestingly, the average, the average Price reduction number of price reductions is twenty thousand one hundred. I would expect price reductions to be reducing on the run up to Christmas. Uh, probably owners focus on the on the big day. Um, there's the number of reductions compared to other years. Um, should we move on to gross sales? Unless you see, anything you want to add?
1: Uh, I I think the rate of reductions will will uh, slightly start to recede now more than seasonally the norm. Um, you know partly because. Um, you know, reducing it right this moment in time might not be the best strategy for the owner. In, in all honesty, it might be a sort of you know, take it off, give it a fresh start in the new year with new price, new photography, possibly new agent. But um, uh, you know, I do think there is still surgery to be done on the UK stock that is for sale because I, you know, I, um, you know, your stats bear it out. We probably haven't got them here, but but in reality, about fifty percent of the UK stock has been on the market for ninety days or longer it has to be the wrong price so so there is still work to be done mm. because those properties either need to be cleared out of the system and taken off they need to be rented to rent rent to buy or they need to be reduced because otherwise they're just mm. they're just waft in the in the
0: system they're not really doing anything for anybody because uh in only one in 7.1 houses are being reduced each month at the moment in fact at those numbers probably a little bit more one in seven and a half um i think that i think that's understandable because of the time of year if you put
1: yourself in the vendor shoes um you know it's a flawed policy because if prices do continue to fall at the rate of let's say one percent a month or whatever it is they're doing at the moment um you know waiting until the spring it's not a question of putting it back on the market in the spring at today's price it's probably going to be putting it back on you know there's still a tail to come here i still think there's a bit of downward pressure on prices primarily because the stock is overpriced but um so there's a balance, isn't there, between wanting to keep the stock on and uh, at the same time, you know, giving sound, solid advice. But uh, it's really simple for me. If you're an owner of a property and you're not getting interest in your agent is telling you to reduce the price, make one or two decisions, take it off or reduce it. The one thing you don't want to do is sit
0: and do nothing. Don't be idle. Wise words again. Right. Let's go and look at gross sales. Um I find this I find this quite enlightening that, that, that last week 19,722 properties gross sales the week before 20,300 the week before 20,300 in terms of we'll look at what the 2021 and 20 2021 and 22 figures in a second on the net sales but in terms of gross sales, I think even in the, summer, at the start of the summer you would have, you would have thought that would have been a lot lower wouldn't you. And like you say, you would have thought that Christmas would have come a lot earlier in, with regard to what's happening in the economic climate, but they're not bad, are they?
1: No, I think they're holding up reasonably well. Um, I, I, I think in, I don't know where stock levels are at the moment in terms of actually fit, I'm sure you'll have that somewhere, but um, as, as as a percentage of stock, um, I think it's a disappointing number because I think there probably is more stock available, uh, or there was in the last few weeks, it might be starting to recede now with a few coming off and, and I'm certainly seeing these stats as you know the land registry stuff can be a few months behind, the general feeling for me across my clients as a, as a rule is that Christmas is in the way of a recovery, it's like you can feel all the green shoots of more buyers registering, vendors getting sensible on their price, The must sell vendors are now starting to show their hand and coming to the fore and therefore you've got sensible marketing, sensible pricing, sensible fees, people willing to work with sensible timescales and sensible offers. So deals are being done. um, And it feels to me that that's actually accelerating. Um, Certainly the weekly numbers I get from clients to show their net sales isn't declining at the rate you'd expect it to because of the time of year. It's holding holding up very well. which is why you know one of the reasons i'm very optimistic about uh, 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 about next year in terms of transactional volumes i still think we've got a bit of work to do price wise and of course we might have a year of two halves because it is an election year um and towards the back end of the year we're going to have an election which will nearly always cause some
0: stuttering um in the marketplace it always says um, it's interestingly um i had a, a text message from um a boss or who runs a network of between 50 and 70 branches. Um, And he said that um nationally last week, the number of new buyers registering was the highest versus any week between 17 and 22. So yeah, I, mean, I,
1: think the, I, I think the number of buyers registering and viewing numbers are very encouraging. Um We're seeing quite a lot of first-time buyers coming out of being forced out of the rental market due to the sheer cost of renting. And are making the decision to buy because the interest rates have come back. Sorry, the interest rates haven't, but the cost of
0: borrowing has. Um, so there are some really interesting dynamics. Okay. Um, in, interesting when you on that. Now this is this is too early to call in. And there is a slight effect of the November effect, which does affect the market. But there seems to be in some locations a slight cooling of the rental market in terms of the growth of rents and property sticking slightly. I'm not I'm I'm getting a patchy picture on the number, so I can't call it yet. But things are, you know, you know, let's let's be honest, The last few years, it's all been rocket ship upwards. I'm seeing some places that are levering even dipping a bit but I'm not calling it just yet um this is the number i of- I, I I would go as for I would call the
1: top end of the lettings market is definitely reducing I'd be happy to call that even without the stats you know the 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 larger units probably the accidental landlords with the bigger properties with the higher rents um that that market is it's not stalling uh, there's still a demand but but it, you know if, if you're hanging out for a for, for the wrong rent you you'll have a void it will be empty um most areas honestly it's still list and let you know as long as long as the i I don't think these big increases the the sort of 10 percent year on year massive changes in rent i don't think that's happening anymore but you know most of my clients are working hand-to-mouth they list it they let it but if it's a bigger property say a four-bed detached family home at the very high end of their market's rental values they are definitely reducing in, in rent the rents are definitely reducing
0: Interestingly, on the screen here, we've got some bonus uh, graphs for you, which, again, you can download um, if you go to YouTube and go to the description of the video. There's a link at the bottom which will show you how to download these. And we've got them for the UK and we've also got them for the regions as well. Um, And I'm more than happy for you to use these on a personal level. I'm also happy for you to use them um, at valuations. What I do ask is that you don't use them on social media. Uh, But you can use them when at valuations, when you're trying to show what you're talking about um, at the vendors and landlords. Just whilst we're just talking about this is the number of rental properties per region. And you can see quite, I mean, here is that there's been an uptick. There's always an uptick in every November. A lot of some of that is the student lets. If you can strip that out, there's still there's still an uplift in rental properties generally. But anyway, let's get back again. All those graphs are available to download free of charge i just i just please do not use them on social media um so year to date gross sales just 1.02 or 1.01 million uh, the average price of a property selling 355,000 last week 353 and like we said the number of properties coming on uh, selling this week 19,722 we've already done this graph which shows the the gap between listing price and average price and the, the difference here is the gap As I said this week it's nine percent last week fourteen week before fifteen week before seventeen week before ninety so keep an eye on that one I think we're just that's just a blip we'll keep it let's move on to fall throughs and um, the number of fall throughs this week was four thousand eight hundred and sixty three um which is a fall through rate of twenty four point six nine which we're getting into better territory here I mean this let's just remind ourselves q4 last year you know there we were in the 30s and 40s so th- thoughts on fall throughs ian uh i think i mean look, they're inevitable they're a sign of putting sales together in the first place so if you've
1: got no fall throughs it's probably because you've got no pipeline um uh but 24 percent as you know one in four it saddens me um i think i think the uh i think there's a lot the industry can do to, to you know in terms of reservation deposits and auction processes and better, better, you know, better choice of the conveyancer that you get in bed with and better, just better processes putting the deal together. But, you know, one in four, um, is it a disaster? Not really. Um, it, 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 it just means that when you're looking at your pipeline, take 25% of it off. Um, because it's probably not going to exchange, um, uh, you know, 24% is just a steady number. I, right? it saddens me that we as an industry can't, well, you can see there, year in, year out, a quarter of the deals go, um. That that saddens me because I think we've with reservation deposits, with better buyer qualification, with better conveyancing processes, working with conveyances that are modernizing, better sales progression. I think I think we can reduce that number of the an industry. And there are some businesses now. There's a brilliant business in Sheffield, not sure if I'm allowed to mention them, but um, you know, they, they they've got this awesome little product that they that they work. Uh and I can't remember their exact numbers, but but I know that their abortive rate is sub 10%. Um and it hasn't affected well, that, I, I, I can say the number you can't I can say it. it's red bricks isn't it yeah I think it's brilliant I mean Mark there has innovated a fantastic product for his own use um and it you know it, it works sellers love it um you know like for me it would be if I was an agent I'd, I'd, I'd be looking to do similar I just can't understand why people aren't Aren't jumping on that bandwagon. It's primarily, in fact, most of the bosses tell me that they'd love to, but they can't get their staff to do it. It's like mm, that's a leadership problem again. And you know, if you're not in the self-employed model and you are an employed model and they're taking a basic salary, you know, you have a right to demand it. You know, that's part of a reasonable management instruction, subject to vendors buying of course. So so I think you will see a, a massive incline in a reservation process within the second-hand market. I think that will be a big change in the, in the market for 2024. Um, and I think that will, uh, that will help with a lot of things. I, I hope, you know, I, I get eternally frustrated, Chris, with, I know that the conveyances are often blamed for things that aren't their fault. I know that they're often, but every time you put a, put a collaboration or a process to them or something that will speed it up, they just protect what they're currently doing they will not change um and i i you know they they pretend to uh they they talk the talk but they won't change their software They, they won't work in a different way they won't tick boxes on apps um they're really letting the estate agency and the client the estate agency industry and the clients as a whole and what they don't understand is while they're protecting no change they are causing a reduction in transaction volumes, which affects them in the long run. It's it's, it's a bizarre system. Agents have got a lot to answer for as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a one-way, as have mortgage brokers. But the biggest logjam is the conveyancing piece. And the conveyances as a whole, and I know there are some probably watching this chucking bricks at the screen saying, this isn't me. And I've had some, you know, when I've been public about it before. And I've been to meet them and said, right, tell me what you're doing that's innovative. You're telling me it's not you. They can't show me anything innovative. They can't show me anything that's, truly changing you know in every piece of innovation that they put in they they choose to either not do it or say that, that, that the law society you know or some regulatory body won't let them do it yet i know from speaking to the those regulatory bodies that's bullshit they use that as a they use that as a sort of veto and an opt-out card i'm not sure we were supposed to be ranting
0: about conveyances but uh, we have done <laughs> <clears throat> Right then, let's let's move on. So um, net sales. So basically, for those that don't know what net sales are, we take the number of gross sales this week and then we take off the number of uh, fall-throughs that have come off our pipeline. So um, you might have sold four houses that week. You might have 30 houses in your pipeline. But one of those 30, which has probably been there for weeks and weeks and weeks, fell through. So four in, one out. One out, four is a fall-through, which means you've got net sales of three. Um, And you can see here that for the uh, last week, for the first time, the net sales was actually greater than the average of 17 to 19, because the white line is 17 to 19. The blue dots is 22. So again, I think, you know, at this moment in time, our net sales are higher than 22, which you would expect, because 22, we had the quasi quarto, but they are matching and some weeks better than the 17 to 19 figure again we'd have taken that at the start of the year especially when you can see here in the summer that we were around 10 percent off so I, I i also think that that's a trend
1: that's going to continue I, I i expect us to be outperforming the non-covid years for a good few months next year um particularly depending on what happens with interest rates i think by the middle of next year we'll have a clear picture of are we actually going to see some 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 uh, decline in interest rates, which would obviously be a massive boost? We are going to see in the lead up to an election, we're going to see some giveaways because we always do. We're going to see some feel good factor things that will bring people to the market, and then of course we'll have the election itself, which will cause a stutter. But um, I, I genuinely expect that pink line to continue to outperform the non COVID boom years. Um, for the early part of next year, the, the the second half, I think all bets are off. Let's let's see where we are in the future. You know, I think it would be churlish to try and predict um, because I don't know what the giveaways are going to be. Um, But you can see interest rates going down. You can see certain things happen with stamp duty. And those things will obviously create uh, an inertia pushing the pink line up.
0: Excellent. Right. Um, This is year-to-date net sales. And again, for the first time in many months, the year-to-date price, the figure in terms of a percentage of the 17, 18 or 19 figure has gone back in and starts with a nine. We've been hovering for the last six weeks, starting in the 89s and 88s. So that just shows that what we showed in the previous graph that because the the pink line has broken through the white line, then we're going in a, in a positive direction, which matches exactly what Ian says. And again, I think insightful, Ian, if you don't mind me saying, Christmas is in the way, isn't it? Why does it... Why do, I just wish it wasn't there, because then we could just carry on as we are.
1: Look, uh, no, I mean, I love Christmas. We all love Christmas. It gives us a chance to recharge everything else. But from a business perspective, it does feel that it is actually stifling some momentum. Okay. Um, you know, it becomes a good excuse for people to sit on the fence. It becomes a good excuse for salespeople to give their boss excuses as to why they're not delivering it becomes a good excuse for the boss to accept um so yes it is a little bit in the way but ultimately as long as we charge and charge the batteries hard and we really do you know plug into the system we should hit january february march with, with, with a bit of a a bit of a bang january probably will i mean we always hope january will be a bang it's not it's really february and march that you get the bang but i think that bang could be very very big um i would say to any agent looking at the numbers over the last two or three months just to bear in mind that you might have cash flow issues that you need to protect in january february march because you know what we're selling in january February, march won't be your cash flow it's what we're doing and if you look at the net sales versus fall throughs versus fee levels um you know there is going to be an issue with cash flow for some agents in that sort of first few months of next year so be aware if you are you are banking well in, in November and December. Don't spend it, put some of it away for a rainy day to fight your, your cash flow issues that I I think are inevitable. Um
0: for, well, for, for fingers millions. crossed. I mean, if they got through if they got through early 23, because that look the blue line there is, is net sales in Q4 22. If they got through that, then they should be able to get through that. As long as they haven't been buying Porsches and Lamborghinis. Um let's just look at some extra stats which could be of interest to some people. Net sales, which is oh, sorry, price changes as a percentage of listings. So the long-term average is just under 43%. And you can see here that price changes 62%, and gross sales as a percentage of listings. We've um these are bonus graphs, which only change when we go into December, when I get the new stats in. But again, these some people might have not seen these. This is the number of properties that are are unit-wise in estate agents' pipelines. The blue line is uh, September, just simply for, for, for the benefit to compare and contrast. And when we've got the November ones in, you'll get to see these. But again, that might be useful to you. Again, these are all available to download from the link on YouTube. Available rental properties, uh, both that's UK and then Excluding London and Southeast because it takes up again. I always love this. This is the, the that just shows you encapsulate what happened to London. Everyone left London in in COVID. We've already looked at the number of properties for sale, and then by region basis. Let's move on and um to the uh, regional stats, Ian, and then we can go and look at Mansfield. We don't spend too long on these, but basically you can download these for your own benefit and have a look at them. So that's East Midlands, East of England, um, inner London. And again, red is bad, green is good. Again, we haven't got the time to plough through these, but certainly you can compare and contrast these. You won't be able to see them particularly well on YouTube, but you can download them. Um, and we just you can just have a look to your heart's content and, com- and just compare yourself against the other towns, uh, against your region. I'll just whiz through these, Ian very quickly and we'll go to um just do you you get a lot of agents downloading these chris i mean
1: can you tell whether they've been downloaded it just just amazes me that this this sort of data is available to agents free of charge and i I guess a lot of them are complaining about transaction volumes and blah 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 and maybe even supplier costs and increases of right moving everything else but they don't go and actually do they actually
0: go and take advantage Um, of it i mean because if i was an agent i'd be looking at it at least we get on average between 900 and 1,100 views per show and a number of downloads probably about 25.
1: Right, which is which is I mean guys, just listen to yourself. You've got a thousand people. just go and have a look. Have a look at if you decide not to use it, I get it. No, you know, it's not not for me or anyone else to dictate, but have a look at the resource and see what it empowers your listeners to have their fingertips to prove expertise if you don't like it then don't use it but if you do but at least go and have a look 25 estate agents in the uk have looked at free
0: data that shows what's happening in their region wow there you go eh? right ian uh what we're going to do now is we're going to focus on a town or city and this week we're going to go to the town of mansfield in nottinghamshire The software that we're going to use is 20EA Insights. Uh, 20EA has a number of platforms, uh, but it's the Insight platform we're going to use. Uh, The Insights platform is available for for you to use. I'm going to be using, you can have this on your own town. Um, It is available free of charge uh, for certain postcodes over a certain time period. Or if you pay them a modest amount of money, then you can get the platform that, that on your town. Uh, I don't know how much it costs because I'm not being paid to do this, but I'm just flagging it up. It is, uh, I would say, right move plus on steroids with rockets and lasers and glitter balls. And it basically proves how good you are as an estate agent. So um, please don't mention my name if you're interested in it. I don't get any kickbacks. I just love it to bits. So ladies and gentlemen, let's us go and have a look at Mansfield okay ian um, as always i'll dive in and then you just jump in at any time so this is the insights platform so let us go and have a look at mansfield for the purposes of this uh, we're calling Mansfield, uh, let's just have a, just a quick look, NG18, 19, 20, and 21, which is the two core postcodes of the town itself, um, and also um, the villages that are around it, okay? So these are going back to 2018, and let us have a look. So the average price of a property that's come on the market in the last seven years, four, uh, six years, 18, 19, 21, 20, 20, oh yeah, uh, seven years, 189,000. Uh, let's look at new instructions and you can quite clearly see here that there is one that is just head and shoulders above everyone else, and that's Buckley Brown. You've got to admit, mate, that is quite impressive market share growth, isn't it?
1: Um, I can't see whether they I'm looking at it. I'm trying to see whether they grow. Oh, yes, so sorry, right. Okay, yes, yeah. So they've been so are they a fairly new agent then in the last three or four years, Chris, or are they have they been around longer? I don't I don't know the brand. So sorry to Buckley and Brown, you're doing a fantastic job by the look of it, but I don't I don't know who you are.
0: I mean, they're, they're certainly not a corporate. I believe that. I, I think I saw them at the Esters, um uh, winning something there. But you've got to admit, I, I mean, I look at the I look at the Insights platform day in, day out. That is a, a particularly impressive growth. I've not seen a growth like that for an awful long time, um, especially when you can say, let's just have a look at Bearstow Eves, okay, and then Purple Bricks so it's expected that's following the national picture so look at john sankey so they've been hovering around the five percent mark so i wonder i
1: wonder what buckley brown are doing differently to everybody else obviously the people will be of a higher caliber sorry for the rest of you if you're listening to this but that can only say you could only deduce that you know that their their people have to be more on it um i'm imagining their marketing is sharper and more
0: intelligent um I, d- I don't know. I mean, the, the, they could be offering cheaper fees. I don't know. I mean, again, we're just looking at the stats and this is the be- the benefit of... So let's look at what leaders. So leaders obviously bought a, 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 a an independent and that's, again, just hovering around. Birchell Edwards, Newton Fallowell, um, Frank Innes, part of the Countrywide gang. Um, that's quite strange for Newton Fallowell. Normally, they're normally one of the top performers um strike okay and do know that they've focused particularly on the Nottinghamshire area you can quite clearly see here that that's been doing david blount okay and we've got laura elizabeths i've got Oh, right they're doing okay okay so new instructions again so let's just have a look let's just see who the um upper quartile agent is so 189 so we let's go and see what the who the upper a uh, quartile agent is? Let's go and have a look. See who sells the posh houses. Doesn't seem to be many posh houses in Mansfield. Never been. It's a it's a it's a it's a sweet market town north of um, of Nottingham. Yep, yeah, nice part of. The world. Um, we've got a lot of mining ex mining town villages uh, right there. So again. Um, it appears that Buckley Brown, so we've gone for 400 above, which looks like the upper quartile. So again, Buckley Brown, Richard Watkinson is a Nottinghamshire-based uh, agency, um, and they do tend to, they've got a number of branches around, they do tend to deal with the uh, more country properties. But again, and then so it appears that two agents are running that. Again, I've only ever seen that once before, where the number one agent for the town is also the upper quartile number one agent as well. Let's just let's just see if we start pushing it up to 600,000. Again, Buckley Brown. I'd love to know what they're doing. Uh, They'll find a country kick in, that's it. But again, we're dealing on such low numbers since 2018. We've got to take all that slightly with a pinch of salt. Okay, um, let's move on and look at um, how many houses they actually sell um although no, i tell you i will just show uh just for, for the benefit of let's look at the what the stock on the market is so let us go and have a look at here we go so this is of interest in um november 18 there are one thousand one hundred and six properties for sale in the mansfield area that dropped to 560 by november 21 And we're now up to 1,184. So there is double the number of properties. So again, if there's any takeaway from any Mansfield agents and you're on the doorstep, you can say, Mrs. Miggins, there are double the number of properties for sale. But then the number of properties selling, again, I'll just go back. Let's go back and let's just get rid of the, hold on. And again, this is why I do like this particular bit of kit, even though I'm not being paid to do it. Here we go. So therefore, again, there you go. The number of properties sold in November 21, 243, and this time 168. So again, if there's a massive takeaway from here, ladies and gentlemen, is this. The number of properties on the market has doubled. The number of of sales has dropped by 35%.
1: So, so, so in effect the effectiveness of the agents or the market whichever way you want to determine that has, has decreased what where it property count uh, next to buckley and Says property count 2796
0: what is that property count so that is the number of salsa contract properties because we've got the trigger there between the 1st of january 2018 and now so there's a huge market there are two that you are saying at some point
1: during that those dates that 2796 properties went under offer of which 20 percent was no, four hundred
0: thirteen thousand 13,000 went under offer of which 2796 were Buckley Brown but okay. that' it's a, t- it's, a, it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's over a five-year period that's the bit that's thrown me right yeah. okay yeah okay
0: but again I'm still I'm really impressed with this growth I'd love to know what Buckley Brown do and again here's the question to best eve's Purple Bricks, John Sankey, or not Purple Bricks, but Richard Watkinson's or Newt Vallon. What are you doing? What are think you what you
1: should I think what you should be doing, Chris, is inviting whichever town you focus on, if there is a runaway leader like this, invite them onto your next show and see if they want to become your uh, your guest after you so you know next week, see if you can get Buckley Brown's CEO, MD, owner, director on to um not give away any trade secrets, but clearly um talk
0: to us about how they're bucking the trend. Booking the trend, I like that. <laughs> that should be their. Tr- that should be their thing. Buckley Brown booking the trend. There you go. Do you know? Right then, let's move on. And now let's talk about uh, my favourite graph. Now this is a bit of a geek fest, ladies and gentlemen. We've already looked at new instructions and up the contracts, so we need to ignore those columns. Um, we're gonna briefly ignore fall throughs and price changes what we are going to focus on is these four columns here because these are really really important okay and for anyone that hasn't watched this everyone who has watched the show apologies for the next 30 seconds you know what i'm about to say but for anyone that hasn't watched the show if you think about it a property that leaves an estate agent's books is only leaving for two reasons she either exchanges or she withdraws and it's the percentage difference of what those, you know, the more you exchange on, the more you're going to get paid on. And again, as Brian Mansell said in the past, we're not here to market houses, we're here to get them sold and moved. The bottom line is this. In Mansfield, in the last 12 months, for every 100 houses that have come left on the estate agents books, 68.97% of them have exchanged and 3103 have uh, withdrawn. So you, if you're above that, you're better than the average, and if you're below it, you're obviously worse. And we can quite clearly see here that Buckley Brown exchange on 75.7% of the properties that they list, whilst of Weaves at 78 and Purple Bricks at 80, Laura Elizabeth at 84, but Strike at 66, Birchell Edwards at 61, and Newton Fallowell at 63, and Frank Innes at 62. So therefore... If you're in the door, if you're in the punter's house and you're saying, Mrs. Miggins, you're more likely to sell, and I was Buckley Brown or I was um, Bairstow Eaves, I could say, Mrs. Miggins, you've got a one in three and four chance of moving, whilst with the other agents, you've only got a six in 10 chance of moving. And that's pretty powerful stats, aren't they, Ian? Yeah, and there are third party evidence to that
1: rather than uh, your own. You know your own your own stats uh you know there's various ways of being able to show your penetration but but again you you know it's volume versus time versus success versus price that you get and, and this graph gives you virtually all of those metrics apart from time on market in fact but um so you should be able to prove by whatever metric you're looking to choose your estate agent let's see where we sit in your you know by your by your own decisions do you, do you, you know do, do you want the best chance of selling it do you want the best chance of getting the ask it? you know what well, what is it and the, you, you'll be able to show the client using these types of data which is where data comes in i mean data isn't to replace humans neither is ai it's to empower the best ones indeed to deliver the, to deliver the best
0: outcomes i just want to straight for the record that i said the last year this is actually the last two years because 20ea yeah, was away last week and 20ea looks like they've changed the graph so let's just move that to this year, and we'll just see how that changes. And you can quite, there you go. That's interesting, isn't it? There we go. So this is new, Ian. Even I didn't know this was here. So therefore, look, here we go. Between November 21 and November 22, 76% of properties that left agents books in Mansfield exchanged. And now, 60%
1: and you can call when, it when you say it left agents books it exchanged with that agent
0: yes so she Not either yeah it left the agent's books. so she either exchanges or she withdraws but it's left the agents books that's quite marked is you know it's interesting to see that um it also wouldn't have been expected i would expect the number to
1: go down if you shorten the period uh as the market's tightened but actually i think it, i think i think no, the I average
0: mean, has gone down but the, the so, some of the guys okay so the average for the whole two years is 60 68 or 69 but if we push it and look at each year on a on a unique basis nearest damn it so there we go 76 for november 21 to november 22 and oh this is exciting because you know me i like my my stats and dropped to 61%. Yeah, that, that I would have expected. I would have expected yes. that but, yeah. but what is interesting is the movement between the two. So it quite clearly shows is that Laura Elizabeths have retained their number, you know, are doing really well on this sort of, these stats. Buckley Brown have just dropped slightly compared, they've all dropped, but it's the it's the percentage of the drop. This also shows here the, number, the market percentage market share for sales. For, no, this is for new instructions and what it was compared to the year before. So you can see how your market share is growing as well. Again, a bit of a geek fest. And it just shows you stats that prove you know what you're talking about. Anything else on this before you want to move on? I mean, interestingly, there's, there's some big price changes here, isn't there? Yeah. One in two houses that Buckley Brown are putting on the market are reducing 49% yeah i mean they're obviously managing their stock well uh you
1: could argue are they getting the prices right in the first place but ultimately they are they are doing what's needed to get
0: their clients moved successfully and over reasonable volume they must be doing well because they've got some good sales figures so good stuff right let's move on um let's see so this particular graph this is this is again a bit complicated but we'll go through it um the first thing is this is that they look at all the properties that you've put on the market and they do what's called an automated valuation model, or a ValPal. Um, well, you know that's just a trade name, but there's lots of automated valuation models out there. And what they then do is they then say, right, okay, this is this is twenty EA. How they judge your AVM price versus what you put on the market for, and then take the average difference. So in essence, Buckley Brown put on average their asking price one point seven six percent above what they what in. 28 think it's worth uh best though at 1.92 and then, and then Laura Elizabeth at 2.93 so there's a bit of a there's some there's some you know big numbers here then what do you actually achieve from the original asking price so therefore whilst Buckley Brown put, do put it on the market at 1.76 they get 1.52 percent less than the original asking price now instead of messing about taking one from the other, what they then do is they apply this to just a straight two. If ever, someone put on a 250 grand house in Mansfield, what would it sell for? And Buckley Brown would sell an average £250,000 house for 250500 whilst Bears to Eves, £250,078, whilst John Sankey, two hundred and forty three, but Laura Elizabeth's at 3100 So again, if I was Laura Elizabeth's, I would be saying to people, "Well, I'll get you more money, because they are the stats that prove it." Okay, so again, this the you know if if Laura Elizabeth is not getting a high fee, Laura, you need to or look team team Laura Elizabeth, you need to be saying, "Look, we'll get you three grand more," so that's why we're worth an extra five hundred quid on our fees. And again, the the others there. Anything you want to say on this one um, before we move on, Ian?
1: No, I mean, I think um, you know, there's there, you know stats are great. There, there, there's quite a lot of stuff in there. I think if you did present that to an owner, you might complicate the situation. But there are stories there. But um, you know, yeah. so, some so, so sometimes you've got to be careful not not to go so statty on the valuation appointment or or uh, as a business owner in terms of your strategy. It's like you know, if I was Buckley Brown, frankly, I wouldn't even. Be bothered with this stuff my, my my view would be that everything else is adding up to where I need it to be and as long as I'm charging the right amount because anything we don't know is what you know what do they charge um as long as their fees add up to a sensible profit um but uh yeah, just yeah. To be careful not to geek out on stats and, and spend all your time
0: trying to analyze it and, and none of your time trying to implement and do things I think the magic thing is, I think you're right, Buckley Brown, they don't need this, but the, all the others could probably use this. And again, it's like most things. It's the way you present the stats that, are, that are important. And it's the way you tell you package them story to, and story tell the story around it. And the magic thing is this, is, and again, I'm going to get a bit of a geek fest here, is, is to get a human to make a decision, 19 out of 20 decisions that a human makes, the emotional side has to say yes first before the logical backs it up. So the worst thing you could do is go in and flash the stats, pardon the pun. The best way to do it is to tell a story first, which is an emotional part. This is our, This is sales psychology. Tell the story of Mrs. Miggins on how she missed out and didn't get the best price. And then, because that's emotional buy-in, and then you can briefly hit them with your iPad and show them the stats and say, look, Mrs. Miggins, I get three grand more. And here's the stats. You don't have to go into as much detail as what we do on this, but it does work. But hit them that way and and you should be okay. Right, let's get back to, um, we're nearly finished, ladies and gentlemen. Um, how quickly do property to do agents sell their houses? So again, uh, we've got new instruction to sort of the contract, sort of the contract to completion, and then you add them all together. So let's just see who the, the quick agents are and... Um, well, wow. okay, so we've just got here. So there we go, Buckley Brown, they're selling it in 60 days. Birchell Edwards, 77 days. Then you add the pink line there is the sale. Is the the length of time it's sale agreed whilst it's in the sales pipeline. And you can see here that the quickest agent is Laura Elizabeth and the slowest agent in the top 10 is Birchell Edwards. Finally, let's go and have a look at the rental market um and these are looking at the number of new instructions uh since 2018 let's have a look and just see where the markets is and again there's not going to be a huge difference here in market growth because when an agent puts a prop, when a landlord puts a problem the, the agent tends to stay there it just gives us a flavor of who which, which agents interestingly open rent are only at number three normally they're number one so frank innis they seem to be dropping martin and co Buckley Brown, they, they've got a small lettings book. Oh, but look, they're growing, aren't they? That's nice to see. Well done. Uh, location, Birchell Edwards. They seem to be dropping. Uh, Simpsons, Zebralets, Belvoir. Okay, ask. Okay, David Blout, Pymer Properties. We'll just have a quick look. There we go. There's not much happening there, but just to give, be a flavour of what's. Lots of interest. Anything on this before we, we wrap the show up, Ian? Uh, no, I mean, obviously other than the fact that, um, uh,
1: you know, I would repeat that I think that we can see, smell and feel that there is some positivity around, you know, what's happening with interest rates. There's positivity, what's happening with the cost of living and, and, and the inflation. There's positivity around there's good levels of stock available at, at, at affordable and sensible prices. Um, and if you drive that hard into the new year with the right mindset the right people um you, you could have a really good couple of months under your belt the only thing you've got to do is while you're doing that uh keep one hand on cash flow or just be aware to, to, to anything you're, you're you've got on your balance sheet now don't don't go drawing it off as an end end of year dividend for the minute just just if you can afford it just hold on to see you through because i think then you'll be in a very positive position come middle of the year
0: Ian, thank you very much for your insight so, um, just now and also the insights that you've given us throughout the show. You certainly are extremely good value for money and give great insight. If anyone wants to check Ian out, it's Ian with two eyes, uh, Ian White, and um, he's exceptional at what he does. But more importantly, thank you for watching the, the show. We've nearly, we've, we have we started this in early January and uh, we've got a couple more to go. We won't be going all the way through to Christmas. We'll probably go until probably middle of December and then we'll we'll, we'll call it a... Call it a day and then start again. Probably in the middle of January, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you very much for uh, for your kind insights and your comments, both good and bad. Uh, Ian, again, thank you for what your your fascinating insight, and uh, we'll see you next week for week forty-eight of the UK property market stat show.